We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. This is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. You get Sue. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah, I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? This one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We gonna win games. When you got a running back like I do, you got a front seven like I do now. Ooh. That's kind of what make us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. What's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast. This is your boy, J-Rob, right here. What's up, guys? This is your boy, Jay. Hope you guys are having a great week. What's up, dude? How you doing? Here we are in the same room. This is crazy. It's great. feels fantastic. And I'm finally settled in. Well, not completely at the apartment. If things strode everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. No doubt. And uh, But I'll tell you what, it's a nice little spot, little two-bed, one bath, enough square feet, brand new appliances. I mean, I'm happy right now. I ain't, not, not to mention, I'm here in Atlanta now, dog. Most importantly, most importantly, it doesn't matter where you live. It's a short-term thing anyways. But uh, And I'm glad you're back this week. I'm glad to be back this week, too. I'm hardly back, but I am, I am back. Well, tell everybody. I, I, I told everybody why, so, but I didn't elaborate, so... Um. Yeah, big week for us. Me and my wife. We had our son on uh, September twenty second last Saturday, and uh, yeah, it's been crazy. It was a couple weeks early, three weeks early to be exact, and uh, six point one pounds. A little light. He's on a heavy uh, whey protein diet. Little dude. To, yeah, he's a little guy right now, but he's uh he's eating good and he's healthy and everyone's healthy and uh, we're feeling blessed, man. Nolan 
James Robinson. Yeah, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a dude. Well, I'm excited for you guys because fatherhood is absolutely amazing. You're gonna learn that as he yeah. continues to grow, as you already have with the lack of sleep. Yeah, no, I'm exhausted straight up. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we're, we're glad you guys are tuning in. Uh, be sure to go follow us on uh, Rampage Radio Pod and Talk Rams at Talk Rams. We're officially part of those guys for those of you who have not listened to us in the past couple of weeks. Uh, but we are back again, and we are excited about this Rams team. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Vikings game. The Vikings game. But most importantly, we're going to talk about this upcoming week against the Seahawks, who I hate desperately. I mean, not desperately. I hate with a passion. I mean, I can't. Out of all the teams in the division, they're the ones I hate the why, most. Why is that, dude? The way, the reason I hate them the most is because they're classless. I don't like Pete Carroll. It's not like they got Matt Hasselback and Sean Alexander on their squad anymore. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, they, and Earl Thomas, he's flipped off his own freaking bench. I mean, you want guys like that Which, on your team? Wait, hey, you know what? I get it. Totally get it. Totally get it. And Pete Carroll. I mean, he's a child totally out it. there. You know, so Earl Thomas. I mean, I like Earl he, Thomas. His biggest fear just came through. And, or, or true. Huh? It, it came true. Yeah. What did I say? Through. Came through. Yeah. His, his biggest nightmare came through. It, it's, it's, uh, through the injury. There you go. I used that word that uh, you said for him. Thank you. Correct. Tired. All right. <laughs> bear with me. Uh, but he, he was wanting to sign that long term deal. He was wanting to get traded to, eventually get signed to a long-term deal he was afraid of getting injured and you know what happened so that's why he reacted i mean i probably wouldn't um condone that again but it was hilarious and everyone and their mother knew exactly why he was pissed it wasn't a secret are we 100 percent sure that he was doing that towards his bench and not towards like maybe the fans that could have been yapping at him on the other side of the field no 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 no. it was i mean now i wasn't watching the game but what i saw on twitter was that it was at directed at his bench Seahawks bench by saying basically F you this is going to cost me a bunch of money that's how I that's how I saw it so I I think that's the only way you can see it for sure and I (laughs) I wonder like what that market for him because he is 30 now so yeah. I, it will be interesting to see what that looks like as far as price goes, how much he is going to lose because it's all speculation. It was all speculation before the injury. Now it's going to be very speculative as to what kind of deal he's going to be looking to sign. I can tell you what, well, he ain't coming back to Seattle. He no, ain't coming back to Seattle. No, no way. And I mean, you look at it, like you said, we, we don't know quite yet what that's going to look like, but he's going to lose money. I think that's the biggest guarantee is that he's, sure. he's going to lose money in this situation. And, uh, you know, but luckily for the Rams, we don't have to deal with him. He's their best player on defense outside of Bobby Wagner. Well, uh, you know, I, Bobby Wagner is awesome. But you know, I'd say that Earl Thomas in that back end against this Rams offensive power. Yes. Is going to be something that they're going to miss greatly this coming week, man. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and I'll tell you what, that defense, in my opinion, Seattle, they are not anywhere close to what they were when the Legion of Boom came through. I mean, they got a couple of nice little young players, but they're not consistent enough. And that's why I think these Rams are going to roll over them. Uh, but before we start talking about that game, you know, like I said, we want to recap the Vikings game, talk a little bit about the uh, um, the Seattle game, and then we're going to give you our picks for this week. And then we're going to let you guys roll out. So got to go quick tonight, man. I, I, I got to get in the bed. It's all good. That's why I'm rolling <laughs> right here. So we're going to go ahead and start with the Vikings. What were your overall thoughts? What did you see or what did you see that like was good? The, uh, let's do this. The classic, the good, the bad, the ugly. Give me all three of those. Well, well, um, the good was obviously, you know, the offense, right? 
Um, you're talking about uh, a, a quarterback that is absolutely entering elite status this year. I mean, Jared Goff is... It's a bold statement, young man. He's he's entering elite status. Okay. So we're saying that he is at the top half of the second tier or at the Can bottom half. Can you say half. otherwise? I, 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 he's I'm, one of I'm, three I'm, guys right now that's clarif- on pace. I'm clarifying that that's what you're saying. I'm, I mean, you can say it any way you want, but he's he's one of three guys on pace to break Peyton Manning's passing record for a single season. So if that's not an elite status, maybe I'm not necessarily talking about career wise. We don't know yet. Right. But right now he's playing at elite status you, in this moment in, time. in this season, in these four games we've seen, he's playing at an elite level. And, you know, you talk about the good. You can't really go anywhere else. Him and those receivers watching him and, and Brandon Cooks just Ooh, connect. Hello. <laughs> Let's talk about receivers real quick. We'll say the offensive, but the receivers. You got three guys. And I know earlier in the year, I was kind of, you know, I wasn't say I was down on them, but I was somewhat concerned because they're all kind of smaller wideouts. You know, you, right. you kind of want that tall, big target. Dude, they don't even, these three guys have their role. They play their role well. You got Cooks, who's the, the home run hitter. You got, you know, but he can also, you know, run those intermediate routes. You got Cup, who's your underneath guy, who's quick. Can't match him up on a linebacker ever. Um, <laughs> and then you got Robert Woods, who is like the perfect blend of being able to stretch the field, really work the middle of the field deep, but it is also awesome in, in uh, quick intermediate routes as well. So those three guys, um, if we could only get a little product production out of our tight end. We did this past game. I mentioned it when you missed the last podcast. I said, watch out. This could be a game where Gerald Everett makes a, a little bit of a you know, his presence, and he did. He had two catches, yeah, and he made a couple guys miss. He is very good with the ball in his hands. He's better than Tyler Higby is with the ball in his hands. True, okay. And, and at least Higby did get hurt, so that's why Gerald Everett got, you know, got a look in there At least week. he got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm glad that we didn't lose him because uh, there's been a lot of teams that have lost a lot of players. Uh, yeah. We've seen a lot of injuries this year so far in the league, and, it, you know, that's not a good trend we want to see, but Let's say this. Back to those receivers. You have Brandon Cooks with 26 receptions, 452 yards, with an average of 17.4 yards per reception, right? Yeah. Let's add on the one touchdown. And he could have had two. Okay? So, Cooper Cup, 24 receptions. That's only two less than Brandon Cooks. He's got 348 receiving yards and an average of 14.5 with four touchdowns. Then your boy Robert Woods, same amount of receptions as Cup with 24. And he's only got like 25 less yards. And he's sitting at 323 yards with an average of one less average from Cooper Cup, which is 13.5 and three touchdowns. So, okay. so they're all right there, dude. But yeah. the clear favorite is Brandon Cooks. Yeah. You said oh, he, he can, he's the guy. He is. And you did say this. You said he's in stress the field. But let me tell you what I've been impressed with the most. And I mentioned it to you two weeks ago that how he can catch balls away from his body. Yeah. It, it blows my mind because he's not a big guy. You said your boy looks tiny out there. And he does. You're right. He does. But dude, the dude plays big. He well, plays big. <laughs> when, like, like we were saying, if, if you're, you're able to run by people, then you don't have to jump up and go get it. You know, and you notice we talked about it last time I was on the pod was that golf. There's a couple throws a couple weeks ago where he was leaving him short. 
Yep. Right not now. No, no, no. He's throwing that bitch out there. You know, yeah. he's he's like, I am not going to underthrow you. If I make a mistake, it'll be overthrowing you. I'm going to give you a chance to run underneath it and score score from a from a long way out. So, hey, well, listen to this. Xavier Rhodes, he got called on like three penalties because he could not. He, he kept holding on to Brandon Cooks. Yeah. And Xavier Rhodes has been the last couple of years one of the best corners in the league. And so. he still is going to be one of the best corners in the league because he's long and he can run and he's big and fast and can tackle and all that good stuff. Yeah. But don't undermine the 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 power of a mighty mouse, which is exactly Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that's man, that has been a, such a great thing for this offense. So and you asked us a, you asked me a question earlier. Do you think these three receivers, Cup, Cooks, and Woods, are gonna get a thousand yards this season? As a what team. do you well? What do you think? I mean, I don't know. My my gut reaction was a no. My gut reaction was no. Um, this team is a passing team first. Yeah, and that's the thing that you have to remember. And passing team first are one are they all going to stay healthy all year? That's something that you don't know about. Sure. Um, you know, and, and you can kind of get a little recency bias because you look at this last game and they all went off, so you automatically think. Oh, this is just going to be the new normal, and they're always going to go off. But and I, against I, a pretty good defense, yeah. And although they were missing Everson Griffin, you know uh, that defense still Sendejo. They still got him. Trey Wayne's didn't play a whole lot, but it's Xavier Rhodes. I mean, and then you talk about the the other white dude's safety with the big old beard. Who is that dude? What's his name? The other safety uh, aside from uh, Smith was it Smith? Yeah, Harrison Smith. Yeah, another really good player, dude. Yeah. And then Limbaugh Joseph in the middle. But tell you what, when we had that uh, when we had Matthew on as a guest last week, he mentioned Eric Hendricks. He sucked. <laughs> he was not very good. I mean, Matthew hit the nail on the head, dude. He was not very good right. against this Rams front. Shout and, out, Matthew. Yeah, there you go. What's up? But I tell you what, dude, I think it's going to be even worse this next week. Okay, well, that's my good. So what was your, what was your good of the week? You saying good, bad, ugly. Who you got? I mean, I have to agree. It's The good is the offense. and The, the best, you know, parentheses good is Jared Goff. All right, so you said... We got a good. What was the bad? What was the bad this week? The bad was we got we, we got beat on the pass a lot. Yep. You know, we, I mean, we, we I mean, we sat back. Our defensive line could not get pressure for the first two and a half, three quarters almost. That changed. And then when the fourth quarter came, them boys decided to show up. Uh, but we couldn't get pressure. Uh, however, you and I talked about this before the podcast. The Rams are the league's best at pressures right now. Yeah. But you look at this team and you see some of these games, you're like, dude, they're not getting the sacks, but they're still getting the pressure, as I said. So just because we're not seeing the results that we would like to see with the quarterback ending up on the ground, the pressures are still there. And that is directly uh, because of Sue and Donald and even Samson Ibukam. He's been good, man. Like, And your boy, John Franklin Myers, strip sack. There he goes. Showed up. So that's my bad for this past week. You know, we got thrown on a lot. But, you know, there's there's good to every bad. There's something good that comes out of every bad. Yeah, so. I mean, you look at this league and it's it's such a passing league now. Um, I think they're good. You're going to be asked to outscore people a lot more than you used to. Agreed. And, and I think that when you have an offense like we do, um, you can live with some some giving up some points. Now, it's not what we, we expected. And, and I think that the caveat here is the fact that you didn't have to leap, okay. You don't have to leap. That showed up, and then and then you don't and you don't really have. Marcus Peters was clearly affected by his calf injury, and it and it was 
pretty obvious that the Vikings were going to attack him early. They went after him with Adam Thielen early and off in this game. And, you know, you talked about the one play in the end zone where he jumped and almost tipped it. It was pretty clear that he didn't have the the burst on that play out of his lower lower half to get up and make a play. So um, we talk about the bad defense was bad, but this defense is not a full strength. And once we get those guys back, I think that uh, I think that we'll see them playing to their true nature. Absolutely, and I'm excited when that time happens because hopefully this week. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. We're getting Mark Barron back supposedly, yeah, so that true. means that you're going to pair him with the leading tackler of the Rams, which is my boy Cory Littleton, who I said last week and the week before I've been really impressed with him, and this is his, that trend is not going to stop. Cory Littleton's still going to be a thumper in the middle. He's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere on the field. I mean, the you're dude not really has, missing Alec Ogletree right now, you know? Uh, no, you're not. I mean, Littleton's been everything, and then. Some, so and then you're gonna you know take Rameek Wilson who did get hurt last week so I don't know I haven't read on what that status is because I haven't been online since I did the move with him from St. Louis so anyway yeah. I don't know if he's gonna be healthy or not this week but it don't matter because Mark Barron's gonna be coming back and I think that's gonna be a great boost to this defense I don't know by how much but I feel good about our defense against Seattle's over line any day you know yeah. what I'm saying their receivers because all they got is Russell Wilson you know what I'm saying so, yeah no doubt I think that's a good matchup for sure what's your ugly I want to know what your all ugly right, so is so finally the ugly uh, for this team is, is something that you know hasn't really reared its ugly head as far as costing us a game but kicking's been bad yep um, you know and if you're looking at three phases offense defense special teams one of those phases right now is 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 pretty weak so I'd say Sam Ficken didn't get the job done he had an opportunity um, obviously we're missing Greg Gleg, who was the best kicker in the league last year so you know I'd say the ugly of this game and the ugly uh, ever since Sam Ficken's been in there is uh, the kicking game and uh, Sam Ficken what about you? Uh, well that's definitely also the ugly for me is the fact that you got a guy who was starting to build some confidence, starting to make a few kicks in a row, and then you miss a chip shot. Yeah. Uh, but the Rams obviously recognize this, and they brought in Santos. Yeah. So who was obviously with the Chiefs for a while. I'm not opposed to that at all. Bring a guy in, let him kick. And put the best guy out there. Roberto Aguayo, you're next, bro. Uh, highly unlikely. Roberto Aguayo. No, thank you. I'll, I'll let your boy. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but, I, you know, like I just said, bring them both in, let them compete, and whoever's go with the hot hand. I mean, or I think foot. That's, or foot. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what you have to do at this point. But you know what I truly think? It doesn't really matter that much right now because this offense is so good. Yeah, but, yeah. This so, offense is so good that they're going to give you chip shots. But it don't matter if you can't fucking make them, if you have them or That's not. That's why you bring in Santos and you say, who, who's going to be the hot leg this week? <laughs> Until well, Seriously, though, what is the timeline on Greg the leg? You got to fill me in. Is it? It's it's it, it's like two weeks. Okay. Probably two weeks out. I mean, and that, that's probably being generous. They're going to be way more conservative with him, given the fact that the Rams are 4-0. Yes. I mean, they're, they're going to be like, hey, look, we don't want to deal with this later on in, in the year. And w- when we're playing important playoff games, we got to have you healthy and ready. So, I, I, Unlike last year where we were missing you during some of those important games. Right. 
So they, they'd be really smart to, you know, keep that in mind and, and, uh, make sure he's back. We'll get, we'll get by with Santos or, you know, Aguayo or whoever else, you know, comes through. <laughs> what is it with you and Aguayo? I, I mean, I, I get the Florida State love. It, it's more of a joke at this point. I know, I know that he's done, but, uh, it's just I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like he didn't, he didn't do it. He didn't get it done. Okay. He went to Tampa. He, he did sucked. it to himself. Exactly. I don't, I don't feel sorry for him in that sense. Uh, I just wanted him to actually have a good career considering he was drafted in the second round and he has all this, all this, um, high expectations, but it doesn't really matter as long as the Rams get a kicker that can kick a kick, a kick inside 45, 50 yards on the regular, then they'll be fine. But, um, Greg the leg is clearly the answer at the end of the day. Well, uh, let's talk about another Florida State kicker, Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah, look at what he's doing right now. He's he, doing it. He's on the other. He's on the other sideline this I, week. I know. I know. It's it's it's. Really, How does that make you feel? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't feel any type of way about it, but I do. I will say that it is very weird seeing him in a different uniform. Absolutely, a different helmet. Uh, running out there, you know, a Polish ass probably had a bunch of beers. <laughs> so and he's the man, but it is it is very strange to see him on a different team. And I'm, you know, as bad as the Seahawks are, um, that's the guy you pull for. You pull for him. Have you to. love him. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. First doubt. ballot. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Put it on the board. Well, yes. you say that, but then for me, it is. If I, if I had a vote, I'd be putting, well. If oh, it's between, okay. Well, the question is, what if him and Vinatieri leave the league at the same time? You're gonna put both those guys in at the same same year? Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, you know, Vinatieri is gonna be the guy out of those two. So. Yeah, but, but dude, um, they're I mean, they're in the same tier. They're right behind each other. I yeah. mean, you, no, you they're, can make they're, either, they're you can make either case for either guy who's the better kicker. I mean, you, there will be, you could make a case. I'm not saying that it's clearly one or the other i feel like sebastian has kind of got you know he's he's had a little bit tougher go because he's over here kicking off fucking shortstop he's he's on the freaking raiders exactly he's on a tough team he's kicking off dirt half the time i mean (laughs) vinatieri is obviously he's amazing you can't take anything away from him but he's you know he's in new england um which is turf, and then and then then he goes to Indy, which is a dome, no wind, you know. Like like Jenikowski's out here suffering, bro. He's out here on know, bad teams, on bad teams, getting his shit blocked, and, and kick, kicking off of the second base. <laughs> I mean, getting stuff blocked, dude. That's but it's true. Yeah, I mean it's it's true, dude. But you know what? Uh, we just touched on the Vikings. Overall, it's a great win. Yep. The Vikings are a very good team. Do oh, yeah. not be misled just because we put up that amount of points That's on them. Because we're going to do that to everybody. And we'll get exactly into that when we return from the, for the Rampage Radio Podcast. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rampage Radio And we are back on the Rampage Radio podcast uh, here, like you said earlier, in the same room for the first time. Actually, we've done it twice. That's the second time we've been in the same room. But yeah, we are just chilling down here in my little man cave. Um, we are hanging out, watching the Yankees A's playoff game recording on a Wednesday night. Uh, you got this top four. The Yankees are up two nothing. Severino looks like he's settled in here. And I uh, want West Coast Oakland team are out here. I cannot believe they won a hundred games, bro. That is that blows my mind. Hundred games, like like it was like the quietest hundred win season I probably have ever seen. 
So I don't think I remember. I don't even recalling seeing anything about Oakland on any social media. Yeah, and I'm not really obviously being an umpire. I, I'm not invested in the major league. You know teams or anything players anything like that really but i still watch espn right and so when i watch him i don't recall seeing oakland athletics you know the only time you'll see him is they'll show uh is, uh, is it chris davis he's got like moonshots close to 50 bomb thing has 48 bombs and uh yeah they'll show him hitting balls to the to the moon like you said so but yeah we're just hanging out we are here on the rampage radio pod make sure you go follow us at rampage radio pod and follow Talk Rams at Talk Rams. Um, Follow so, Talk Rams at Talk Rams. Yeah. I got it mixed up earlier too. I said, I said the exact same thing you just said. No, follow Rams Talk at Talk Rams. Yes. We we, we both, both messed it up. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're not going to say that again. So I'm sure we will. Um, yeah. So let's, let's, let's keep it moving. We talked about the Vikings. Great win. But time to move on. We're 4-0. We got... Your hated, most hated team at Seattle this week. Um, interesting, interesting game. You know, big rivalry. I thought last year uh, you could really see the kind of shift in the division, the way the Rams played them and really, you know, beat them up physically. Yep. Um, and they I, made a couple good plays. Like you got to credit Earl Thomas for causing Gurley to fumble at the one and the ball getting, you know, going out of the end zone for the touchback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they made some plays. Cooper Cup could have won it for him in the back of the end zone when he dropped that ball. I remember standing up in my living room at the house in St. Louis and I was just devastated when he dropped that ball. But we clearly knew who the better team was that day, even though they lost. And it was obvious and made apparent for the rest of the season. And it ain't going to be no different what they're going to do this Sunday. Yeah. Watch. No, you are, you are very high on the Rams' uh, abilities this week. And you think they're going to clearly win the game and, and cover. Seattle has no shot to beat us. I don't no, want to say that. I, listen, I understand any team can beat any team on any given day. Right. I agree with that. I do agree with that. However, this week with their injuries, yeah. with all the way we're playing right now, yeah, they have zero chance of beating us. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be slim, slim to none for them for sure. Uh, you look at it. Um, I'd see the only chance. And I'm not going to be that that you know, and I I think that they could win the game. But the, go ahead and convince me with your only chance of why they can. It's win. not a convincing. I'm just saying, like the only way that they win is if somehow Russell Wilson hits on a like three or four big plays, you know, and, and then they get like a, a pump return from Lockett, something like that. The only win the fools are going to win is if we lose our entire starting <laughs> offensive line and Jerry Goff and Cooper Cup and Todd, all of them. That's the only way they're going to win. <laughs> Well, the thing is about this game, I'm looking at it um, from the trenches. Like we, we love to talk about the trenches. And the, when you're looking at a game and you have one team that has a clear strength, and that's the defensive line, and it's facing another team that the clear weakness is the polar opposite, which is the offensive line. Which they have not addressed in the past like seven, eight years. You're looking at a situation. What is Ndamukong Su and Aaron Donald – what what are they thinking right now? They're, they're not thinking. They're licking their chops. They're bro. not. They're not thinking. They ain't licking their chops. They're they just gonna be like, we're gonna show up and just do our thing because the sacks are gonna come. And if they don't, the pressures are gonna be right up Dude, there with what they have been. They're, they're licking, not thinking. They're licking their chops. They're excited about this matchup. Sure. They, they, I, they've ahead, seen the film. So. They've seen the film, and they're they're ready to to to, to bring it up there to Seattle and uh, make an even bigger impact on this game. Yeah, they may be licking their chops, but. It, 
again, I don't think they're thinking at all because they just they're cheesing ear to ear like this this team right here is a joke. This offensive line is a joke. You're making my point. Clearly, they're excited about the matchup. Oh yeah, they are. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying like I don't think they're they're thinking about it. They know that they're going to dominate. They know that. You know, there's no thinking to this Seattle team. They are nothing. They are the they are the one of the worst teams in my opinion. And obviously, they're a little bit better than the team I thought would finish second in the Cardinals. But even do the Cardinals almost? They were with them through four quarters. They had a yeah. lead on them going into the, the second half. Yeah, I mean the. the Seahawks are not good, and their run has been over. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Rams approach this game. Um, I think that given the opportunity, I think they're going to try to make a statement here. I think they're going to go up there in, in that environment, and they're not going to worry about the score. I think if they can, they're going to hang as many points as they can. And they should. And they're going to tell this team that you know this is the Rams division now, and it's going to be that way for, for a long time moving forward. Absolutely agree, and I will give credit the C- the Seahawks fans. They will be there. They'll be pumped up. Yeah. And Pete Carroll does do a good job of having his teams kind of rise to an occasion and play a little bit better against harder competition. Yeah. He's done that in the past. We've seen that. I'm not negating that, but what I am saying is they have no shot against this team come Sunday. Yeah. Zero chance because this offense is going to be way too powerful for that defense, especially now that Earl Thomas is not even playing. Yeah. Come on, man. They have zero. We're, we're going to beat him by at least. We're going to beat him by at least minimum 17 points. Yeah. 17 and a half is the line that you took with me earlier for the record. Uh, wow. You said that you think the Rams. Because I didn't understand, dude. I would to get out of here, bro. I said 17 and points, man. <laughs> you said so 17 and a half. So they have to score 18 in order you for, said yes. for me to win the bet. You said yes. Fine. I'll take 18. Okay. There it is on record. We have it recorded. So Jay, Jay Rob, you, you think that the Rams not only are going to cover the line of seven and a half, but you think they're going to cover if the line, if the line was 17 and a half, they would still cover this and beat the, beat the Seahawks by at least 18 points. Covered up like you put chocolate syrup on ice cream. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, yeah. You, do, am I? Am I like like not even thinking anything into this? Like, is something? Uh, there's something I'm missing with the Seahawks team it's right a, it's now. A great question. Uh, but I don't think that there's really anything you're missing. I just, you know, I think that part of me. Am I being too biased? I think that's part of it. I think that you love the Rams and you hate the Sea the Seahawks so much that you you let that affect your opinion of them on the field. And yes, they're not a good team, and the Rams are going to win this game. But seventeen and a half points is is a crazy look, number. Look, clip. dude, if Russell you're right, will- I tell you what. If you're right, since we'll, we'll we'll increase the wager. Okay, we 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 bets beer on it. Which I don't drink, but I was buy you a drink. Yeah, buy me some and you beer. You would buy me like Starbucks or something. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go two for one. How about that? So if you win, you get two, two drinks. And if I win, I'll still get my one. We'll, we'll make it fair. Absolutely. All right, fine. All I'm right. good with that, man. That's good. But I, I'm going to be getting two drinks, dude. Cause these dudes <laughs> are going to roll up in there and they're going to destroy these fools. Yeah. And if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, just so happening to be listening to a Rampage radio pod or a Rams podcast, well, I'm sorry about it. It ain't personal. There's no verbal personal insults going on. Your team sucks. <laughs> and that's not against you. That's against your team. And we're going to steamroll over y'all. Well, you know, they've uh, they've had their their time. You know, they've, they've played. In, they won. You could have had two championships. You got to talk to your boy Pete Carroll about that. Yeah, that was awful. Um, 
But so, all right. So what do you think? What, let's look at one matchup, each of us for this game. What, what's one thing that, that you know, maybe we haven't touched on that you're looking for? We talked about the defense line and offense line. What do you think there's something that, that maybe we should be looking out for in this game? I just want to see the edge guys, the linebackers contain. Yeah. I want to see him. I just want to see him collapse the pocket, but don't let Russell Wilson get outside the pocket pocket because that's where he hurts you the most. Yeah, no doubt. He's on the run. So that's the matchup. I'm looking at the not necessarily pressures, I just want to see contain. Yeah. Contain him in the pocket. Be- because of the corners, well, I mean, dude, remember, the Rams have very good corners, uh, even with their depth. So even without Tlaib, if there's a game you want to miss Tlaib, this is one of dude, them. Dude, Sam Shields has been nice. Sam, oh, dude, I Sam wanted to Shields bring him up. Nice, he, had, he had a chance for three interceptions against the Vikings. Three. Oh. Uh. And Maybe then one ball, got the tipped, <laughs> one ball got tipped by uh, by Littleton, okay, which would have because he jumped the route. Yeah. And then he had another one. He dove across the middle and knocked it down both hands. Could have had an intercept. The guy is playing very well. Yeah. Can we go ahead and maybe talk about re-signing him or extending him two-year yeah. deal, an extra know. two years? We'll see. I think you got to take care of LaMarcus Joyner before you worry about doing that. I don't know, man. LaMarcus Joyner, I love LaMarcus Joyner. You know that. But the, yeah. I, think, I think you could put an adequate safety back. Back there, I mean, and I'm saying this. I'm saying this with a, take it with a grain of salt because it's only a grain of salt in my mind. Is I'm starting to think, hmm, is Lamarcus Joyner replaceable? Yeah, at this point, you know, and I, I love him. I but, agree. 100%. But I think I think when you have John Johnson back there in the corners that you have, I'd rather have Marcus Peters than than Lamarcus Joyner. Well, you're looking at it. Um, you, you can't pay everyone. That's what it comes down to. Sure, and and. He is, as amazing as Marcus Joyner is, the amount of money that he'll probably garner from the rest of the league when he's a free agent, I don't know if the Rams are going to be able to match that. So it, it's, right. it's not a testament of him as a player. It's about the the value that everyone's going to put on him and comparing that to you know, if the Rams are going to be able to match that. And so. he's been relatively healthy through his career. Yeah. He's, he's got dinged up a little bit, but the guy is a playmaker, even though he's only 5'8". The guy Stud, plays with dude. a mean tenacity. I mean, he brings a lot to your defense. But I'm starting to think, like, because of the Nikel Roby Coleman's, because of the Sam Shields and the Marcus Peters, you can get away with a lot, dude. Like, on that back end of the secondary, and people are bashing the safety position right now. There's some people saying that, oh, they're not playing up to par. I was like, dude, go look at freaking pro football focus you don't even have to look at that if you don't like pro football focus that's fine with me i'm not really keen on them either but go watch the game dude these guys are making plays have they gotten beat a couple times wait so what does pro football focus say they've got them both they've got them both ranked in the top 10 again as they were last year yeah and lamarcus Jordan was he played he's he hasn't played as well this year as he did last year yet but we're it's still early you know what i'm saying yeah as long as they remain healthy he's going to be somewhere in the top five of safeties yeah most likely he's a player man he's a player but that's why i just uh, that's why i was just bringing up you brought up sam shields and that got me excited because i'm starting to think maybe now's a good time to potentially extend him two years because he's or it's early in the season he's playing well right now yeah. he missed a couple of years you could probably get him for pretty cheap yeah i know if it's a situation where the rams could um buy low right now absolutely uh, especially with given his his past and he's playing good but uh i think that you probably gotta wait and see how the rest of the year turns out obviously he's gonna play this week yeah he's gonna play this week and he's gonna be important because like you said if, if russell wilson finds a way to get outside of the pocket um you know that's that's something where the secondary is gonna have to be on their game so what matchup are you looking at so I, i'm looking at contain and so what does that leave you from your standpoint for me it's 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 about the 
the Rams on offense. I think that Gurley and, and that offensive line, I think they're going to be able to establish the running game. And uh, I think Bobby Wagner, as, as much as he's a, an elite player, I'm interested to see how are they going to try and stop Gurley. Because at the end of the day, as much as we passed the ball last week and as much as we spread it around, Gurley is our guy. And I think we get back to that this week. I think we run the ball. I think we control the clock. And, um, you know, I think Gurley's going to be a huge part of the game plan this week. So I think Gurley is continuing to establish his, his dominance in the division and in the league. And I think he's going to have a big day. Well, this team is a lot like Kansas City Chiefs, which that's the matchup I'm really excited about down the line here in Mexico City is yeah. that game against those guys. But one game at a time approach. Okay. Todd Gurley. We all know what he is. We all know what he has been, and we all know what he's going to be, bearing injury, right? I agree with you. I think they are going to make sure they establish a run, but they're not going to have a problem doing it because they're not going to go away from the game plan of using the pass to set up the run. Yeah. I don't think that we're going to see Jared Goff just all of a sudden only have 23 attempts. No, no, no. I think there's a clear shift. It's, le- it's league-wide, like we said. It's, it's league-wide for sure, but um, the way Goff has been throwing it, it'd be silly to, to make him – turn around as great as Gurley is to turn around and hand it off 30 times. You want to put the ball in his hands. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's hot right now. So let's, let's let him get in groove early. And I think Gurley in the second half will, uh, will kind of finish the you game gonna off. You're going to wear them boys down, yeah, dude. No doubt. And that's, that's what's going to be exciting because I'm going to be, I don't sit down for any game. I can't sit in a chair. You're going to watch it in here with me? I could. That would be dope. I mean, we would just pull it up, but you, you don't hear me screaming. Love, and then by the second half, I ain't going to be screaming anymore. I may sit down by the second half because we're going to be up on them so much. Just relax. I'd just be chill. I'd just be smiling, you know, drink a soda, hang out, maybe, you know, throw back, you know, some chips and dip. <laughs> hang out, man. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. We hanging out. So. All right. Um, well, interesting part of the game here. The, the Severino just struck out. The Oakland A's had bases loaded in the fourth inning, and Severino was uh, pitching pitching pretty good. It'll be interesting to see if they keep him in the game. So we're we're pulling for the West Coast team for the record here. Let's we're going for the A's. But uh, I think well, you're going from the A's. I'm just watching. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I I'm going for the Yankees. My mom is is freaking out right now over this game. So uh, we're hoping that that she enjoys it and the Yankees can hold on and get a W here. Yeah. Well, you're talking about getting W's, which the Rams are going to do by more than 17 points coming up this weekend. <laughs> uh, and I just want to know you what your thoughts about the uh, Seattle's wide receivers are they going to be able to are they going to be muffled by this Rams group are they do you think that they what's here let me rephrase this whole thing what how many passing yards over under 150 for Russell Wilson over you're taking the over 150 no doubt over 150 is not a lot of yards dude I agree with you because of this they're going to be playing catch up at the early part of the second yeah, quarter. That's yeah. If you if you're looking at the flow of the game, if you think the the Rams as and I do as well are going to take the lead early, they're going to be they're going to have to abandon that run game. So 150, you're looking at a lot of checkdowns. Those yards tally up easy, man. So then they're going to the Rams are going to basically play off coverage and let them you know just keep just don't give keep, up the big play. clock moving. Yeah, just keep it. And going. that's the thing. I that's one thing I hate. I hate when teams and I tweet I tweeted this on our on our page on Twitter there our handle. Why do teams before every half, why do they start and change up their defense and go to a prevent-esque type defense when your defense has been playing well the entire game and you'd all of a sudden say, all right, it's two minutes, so we got to back off. We don't want to get beat deep. 
And it's like, why do you change that up? Because nine times out of 10, the other team is going to score at least a field goal when you do that. Wow. It happens in college. It happens in, in the NFL. We see it every week before every half or towards the end of a game. End of a game doesn't matter. But before every half, it happens every week. Every single week. And I don't explain. I don't know why that defensive coordinators make that change. Man, that's, um, it, it's it's age-wide. Everyone's afraid to get beat by a big play. So, you know, it's, it is infuriating def- when you're like, come on, our defense is good enough. Just play normal. Um, but they want to sit back and, and make them go down the, the length of the field. So, you know, I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but... I'm with you, bro. That's just annoying. It's 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 tough to watch them dink and dunk. You see the guys start. They start backing ten plus yards off the receivers, and you let them get the underneath stuff. You're just asking them to knock on your doorstep and kick a field goal. If they ain't got, you know, if they don't have a guy like uh, Sam Ficken kicking, then they may need a little bit more yardage. Yeah, no, they gotta get on. They gotta get only only uh, inside the extra point range. (laughs) And and we, I don't mean that harshly. It's just, hey, man, I do. Fick, listen, man. You had your shot. You bro. had your shot. Two years. Know, two years. That's right. Two two opportunities. You made some. You missed some. You got to have some competition now. So Santos, come in here, do your thing. Hopefully, you'll get some opportunities. Let's see who puts on the horns and gets back there behind Johnny Hecker, dude. How about that throw that Johnny Hecker made, <laughs> dude? What a ballsy freaking call. They're like, you know what? Let's let's I mean, let's let him throw the bomb. Let's do it. We're back checking the hair. probably kids. like like he's pissing himself back there. He's like, oh my god, I'm about to throw for a 50 yard touchdown. That he flicked it too. He threw it good. And Josh Reynolds did, did nothing to help him out yeah. by going up the high point and grabbing the ball when he's like four inches taller than the corner. Yeah, that was. I, I'm just. I love the fact that you call that. Like. Who who does that? I mean, if you're gonna fake a punt, usually you're gonna maybe it's a shorter pass or even a little run to the up back or whatever. But to let him just go one on one and throw a jump ball, they're like in the end zone. In the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I, I wish it would have worked out. That would have been legendary. Well, they're not gonna have to do that this week because because like I said ten times over, the Rams are gonna destroy the Seattle Seahawks. And you know what? I'm looking forward to this game. You're looking forward to this game because we are ready and. It's time for uh, a piece of this show or segment, rather, where we like to make some picks. And Let's that's do time, it. Yeah, that's time for the easy money. Let's go, easy money. Um, this week, well, first of all, let's talk. Let's talk about the last time I was on the pod. We did the easy money. Easy money uh, did not go as well as I'd hoped. We went two and three. Um, felt great about it. Um, the swing game for me was the 49ers against the Chiefs. Uh, the, the line was seven and a half. 49ers were doing great. They were in the game. They were right there with them. Um, and, you know, Garoppolo gets hurt. He goes down. So that one kind of screwed me. So anyways, this week for easy money, we got a handful of picks here. First and foremost, we got the Rams. We've talked about it all, all podcasts. We think the Rams are going to cover. Uh, the Lions is sitting right now at seven. Well, you don't think it's you don't think it's going to be what I think. So we well, agree you're, they're you're going to win. Basically giving me free ten points here. So I mean, I'm not stupid. Uh, I do think they're going to cover. But well, when they do do that, it's going to make you look stupid. When they do get seventeen Why? plus, I'm going to win either way. I'm betting in real life over seven. I want them to cover. I'd rather buy you a couple drinks and make sure I win the real money. That, that's a solid are you betting win for on me. this game real? Are you yes. betting on this game yeah i'm taking la uh minus seven and a half versus seahawks um they're at the situation they're just on a roll 
betting a betting role. Absolutely. What I mean by that is you're, you're almost forced to take them every week until they don't pay out. So until what, further what you, notice. What do you have to, not to cut you off. Well, actually, yeah, to cut you off. <laughs> what do you have to, to ex- explain to me, like, how do you make the most of your money when you're going with Vegas? How, how does that work? I don't understand. Like, if the Rams are getting, or, or the Seattle's getting seven points, right? I understand how that works and the cover and all that. But do you have to put in that much more money to no. get in that much money back? No, 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 no. Not necessarily. Because, like, the, the whole the point of getting points or laying points is to equalize the bet, right? So whether you bet the the, the Seahawks in this game um, or or the Rams, um, it, you're, the payout is, is pretty similar. So you're looking here at um, plus seven and a half for the Seattle. So right now that's sitting at a minus 125 line. So basically, you know, if, if you're What gonna, does that one, minus 125 mean? Um, hang on, I'm pulling it up right here. So you're looking at it. So that means basically 125. So you're basically you you, you bet a hundred dollars and you're gonna basically lay 25 percent of that. So you'd win 80. Okay. Hundred dollars. You bet a hundred dollars. You win 80. So that is the favorite bet. So low. If you're looking out there and you're in, in, even though they're not favored in the game, and obviously the line favors the Rams, the favorite in the bet itself. Is for Seattle, so there's Vegas is saying the it's more likely that Seattle is going to cover this line of seven and a half. So you'll get more money if you take the Rams. Okay. So if the Rams, so if you so if you bet two hundred dollars, you're going to win one sixty. Correct. For Seattle. For Seattle. Okay. And and you said something. Uh, you said something to me over the phone, like. You you were trying to tell your buddy oh the street on the Steelers game Steelers remember street. how the steel yeah shout out Steelers street yeah we had you know Baltimore was up fourteen nothing remember yeah last you know last uh, Sunday night or was it no that was a Thursday night game yeah what, no no Monday night Monday night excuse me Monday night I got my days mixed up from all this moving and flying around okay yeah. so they were up fourteen to nothing and then you were trying to tell your boy you're like. You're like, Street, listen, dude. The this live- line is at this right now. You need to bet right now. Yeah, it because was. Because it's a moving line or something. Yeah, what? it was a live line. We took the, uh, I was telling him to take the live line. Uh, I think it was at eight and a half. It was eight and a half after the the Ravens had scored another touchdown and after they had like got the ball back or something. It was early in the first quarter. Right, I was like, right. Street, you need to take eight and a half here if you think that the the the, the Steelers are going to make a run and uh, which they did yeah they did and then they end up getting beat so back to the LA game all right yeah but so did they that, cover huh did they cover that line I don't but I don't know I, I don't know I don't remember the final score now here I'm pulling it up um Anyway, you let me know what that final score was just so we can finish out that part of the conversation but hey I'll, get this is Vegas for you right here the final score 26 14 so they did not they did not cover oof but yeah luckily we were smart enough to not take that bet but at the time the live bet had moved all the way from basically 1.5 points 1.5 points to uh, eight and a half points so it's interesting to see how the line goes and you can try to you know get ahead of of a, of a, of a scoring run if you if you think that let's say for example Seattle scores first so the live line is gonna be change yeah it's gonna grow Right, that makes so. sense, but it ain't gonna happen. Well, they may score first. I highly, I mean, a field goal, okay, maybe. Yeah, uh, but they got no shot at winning the game. <laughs> so the Rams, if I were to bet, did you realize if the Rams lose this game, you're gonna be feeling terrible? I don't care. 
I don't. I mean, care. I'm on the same page as you, dude. Don't fuck. Don't get it wrong. I just. I think that you've said that they have no shot to win this game they about no hundred times. To win this game. This. I went on their forums, <laughs> oh, and like I go on every daggum opponent's forums, <laughs> and the only people that truly disrespect me on on the forums are these deep people on the, these Seattle forums. Every other forums, they respect me because you don't. Again, you don't make it personal. You don't freaking bash their teams. But this is a team that well, when you're defending we, your team that sucks, we you want to call people names and stuff. We'd have to look on the tape, bro, and see see how uh, well, you're you're, you're in this. Well, you, know, you can see. I don't say one word to a specific uh, person. I just say y'all have zero chance at beating us. Oh, yeah. Us. That's, that's not going to make anybody upset. That's, they could, that's called, old oh, man, you're trolling, dude. You're trolling. Yeah, you, man, get out of here with that, dude. Y'all don't have a shot. Y'all ain't going to beat us, man. I don't have to troll. That's the facts, and you about to find out here in a few days. All right. Next bet. Back to easy money. And uh, we all hope you're right. Um, ain't no hoping. There we go. <laughs> So we got the Rams minus seven. Enough with the betting education. Uh, the next game, inter- interdivision game, man, and uh, it's something. It's one of the ones that you liked as well. Arizona plus four and a half, plus four and a half versus the Niners. You're taking the points here. I'm t- I am. I'm taking Arizona. I think that uh, dude. They hung. They, like I said just a minute ago or a few minutes ago, they were leading Seattle. They were beating Seattle. See, and, and and to be honest with you. Arizona is only two games out of second place, which I said they were going to finish second in this division. We'll and it's see. still open for them to do that. We'll see. And if Rosen comes in and balls out. This game out, is big is big for your prediction. It is a big... I'm going to be watching this game. <laughs> I will be watching this game, A, because I want... Free, well, there's no A and B. It's because I want Arizona to win. Yeah. You know, to back up what I thought that they could be second in our division. And you got lucky by Garoppolo going down for the year, bro. Well, yeah, I did. Okay, Huge. sure. If Garoppolo is playing in this game, that line's easy, seven and a half. Easy. Well, dude, Arizona's defense is not nearly as bad as what some of those statistics are on them right now. And their offense is starting to get it together a little bit. Dude, you still have David Johnson, Larry Fitz, man. Like yeah. You still have some good players. And if Rosen comes in and you know, starts hey. to play reasonably well, which everyone said, you said he was the guy that you would trade up for. Yeah. Josh Rosen. No, I, I so, thought. No, shit. I, I, Baker Mayfield is he's killing it, man. I, I love watching that kid play. But we, we, I remember laughing at that pick. You do? I do. I remember I laughing pumped. at the fact that they pumped. drafted him where they drafted him, and then they went and got a Ward and, and from Ohio both State. Those guys have been stud. Awesome. St- well, I mean, Baker is still. Uh, it's, the jury's still out on both of them, but the the early indication is these guys are going to be big time contributors it's, for the Browns. It's funny because uh, what, my my wife loves reality TV, and um, even though that's obviously one of the worst qualities that she has, uh, we watch. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we watched uh, Hard Knocks. We nice. watched, been watching it every year, and uh, we watched it again this year because it's it's like a perfect marriage between you know football, which I love, and reality TV, which she loves. So right. we watched it, and she's uh, she's a Browns fan now. She she loves she loves Hard Knocks. She loves the offensive line coach and his belly jumping up and down. <laughs> and, uh, Classic. He loves so every time we we hope that the, that uh, they win and, and do well. But uh, so well, the Arizona. Back to the point. Though. Yeah. Arizona. I like them getting the four points against the the Niners, um, and I think they get a win this week. Straight yep. up, you think they get a win? Or at worst case scenario, they cover that four and a half. Next game, and this is a team that I've been on all year. And Shocking, I, which surprises me. 
I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, what it is about them? I just. I think that they got some. They got some really good players, and uh, it's Cincinnati, dude. I think Cincinnati. I just. I would. Ne- I just would never bet on Cincinnati. In well, real it's life. tough because their history is awful. Right, like they they they're known no, to just no 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 they're it's known not, to be good but always blow it exactly yeah so they, I wanted to make uh, make sure that you I'm glad you said that because I was about to, my rebuttal was going to be they are not awful no they they are just inconsistent and you never know which team's going to show up right and um, you know they 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 had a a big win versus Atlanta last weekend and uh, you know they they didn't get it done against. Um, Speaking of Atlanta, uh, we, 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 we posted the, the pre-podcast picture, and in the background is an Atlanta Falcon shirt on the couch, which you can go on our Twitter and see right now. And sure, my man Derek C. Apollo from Rams Talk saw that and got on my case. There, you just bumped the mic. I'm leaving that in there this time. That's this fun. week, that's my brother doing that crap, bumping the mic. I'm going to get my Rams hat and put it on. I have to yeah, go get your Rams hat and put it on. But I have to freaking edit that out every week. He always bumps that. But anyway, Derek see Apollo at you know Rams talk he's the managing editor there and we are you know obviously teamed up he was like J-Rod why are you letting that dude have that shirt back there well you know what a good thing you got called out for it because hey that's a it's an old t-shirt man let, it let don't it matter be. I too. live in Atlanta you think I can't have a Falcon shirt I like, ain't saying that dude but with being the Rams podcast man you got Atlanta Falcons gear for the back record there. that's on you because you didn't like survey the room before you just posted a picture <sighs> alright so. well regardless it's back there and speaking of the Falcons with this game uh you know this is a tough game to to really call in my opinion I don't I don't know truly what your heart feels as you're taking a picture of a microphone and the Rams cap that I bought you and gave you that hat is dope dude that's a clean hat dope I love that hat me too but tell me your thoughts about this this bet that you got with so yeah Cincy minus six and a half versus Miami uh Miami just got throttled by New England um, just when they were three and zero, looking up, and we all knew that they were fraud. So, uh, you think that they're like complete frauds, or do you think they're like? I think they're a solid team, but uh, I mean, I think they're. A little th- bit, this is a game. I don't think they're going to go up there and win. They're not going to do that. No. So, no shot. Um, uh, I well, think, let me take that back because I said no shot about Seattle winning. They do have a shot. This is a game where I am like, oh yeah, any team can beat any team on any given day. This is definitely that game. I, uh, you know, a typical game like that. But uh, you know, Seattle has no shot. So I take back the phrase I just said: no shot that uh, Miami can go up there and beat them. But what else you got? All right. So finally, I have. I'm sorry, I have two more. I have the Steelers. Versus Atlanta in Pittsburgh, Steelers minus three points. Atlanta offense is a juggernaut, just like a lot of the teams in the league. But their offense is is really rolling right now. Uh, but their defense has been just destroyed by injuries. They've oh. lost so many good players on the back end, the linebackers, safeties, uh, you name it. Um, and so I think that uh, we have. Well, you pick this one. Steelers laying the points at home. You think this is going to be a shootout? And uh, the big man will get the last laugh. I do think so. Uh, the Steelers' defense is not the steel curtain by any stretch. Um, they have missed Shazier for so long because, obviously, what happened to him. Uh, love that guy as a player and as a person. It sucks that he isn't coming back. But his loss when he went down from that moment on has been a big difference and a big hole in that defense. Uh, but I tell you what. And Big Ben, I trust, dude. That guy is so good at those off-schedule plays. Yeah. And that is a guy that 
Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'd rather have him than Tom Brady with a minute left, you know, starting in their own 20. But he's definitely a guy. Cool. That's a cool picture. We'll post that on our Twitter. But he's definitely a guy that I could see winning this ball game on his shoulders, man. Especially with Juju Smith-Schuster playing with the way he's playing, too. Come on. It's, you know, it's, it's it's just really bad timing for the Falcons. You know, the, you have all these injuries on the back end and you got, um, you know, uh, offensive team that, that, you know, didn't really get it going last week against the Ravens. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a vintage Antonio Brown performance in this game. Um, they don't really have anyone that can cover him. I mean, Trufant's a, a nice player back there, but that's not a matchup that the Falcons will welcome. So Steelers minus three. And finally, the last easy money. This is this is kind of one that I wouldn't have picked, but you were really high on this one. Um, you think the Giants got a chance to go to Carolina and not only cover the spread, but you think they're going to potentially win this game? I do. Uh, I, I see that the way Sterling Shepard is playing right now, he's starting to make plays consistently. You still have Antonio, you know, uh, uh, not Antonio. Wow, Beckham freaking be doing Beckham things. Yeah. And now you're throwing in Saquon Barkley, who's proven to be a legit running back in this league. Oh yeah. And their offensive line is playing a little bit better. Their defense is playing a little bit better. Like I feel like they're starting to starting to get starting to gel as a team. And so I think in Carolina they are so like, they're kind of like Cincinnati to me. Uh, in the NFC, you have Cincinnati and the AFC, and then you have the Carolina and the NFC. They're just a streaky team, one way or the other. Uh, I love Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, that guy, he, he's a stud player, but Cam Newton, I stay away from in fantasy every year when I've played that, even though he's a stud, but he's also a dud. Yeah. You know, um, like a lot of fantasy players, but I do think that the Giants can go up there and win this game. So you have the uh, official line here is Giants plus seven. And they're getting seven points. I'm taking plus that seven. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great. You take them straight up, man. That's a that's a good payout right there. So all right. So just to recap, we have the Rams minus seven and a half versus Seahawks, Arizona plus four and a half versus the 49ers, Cincinnati minus six and a half versus Miami, Steelers minus three versus Atlanta, and the Giants plus seven versus Carolina. Go ahead and call your bookie. Call him up. Well, y'all, guess what, dude? This has been so fun. We've been in the same room for the second time that we've done our podcast. Uh, this is I, the new normal. It is. This it is really the new is, normal. man. Yeah. Um, and we're just really excited to be in the same town. But, man, it is so nice to be a Rams fan. After over a decade for me, seeing these dudes run like this, I wasn't a greatest show on turf, guys. I, did, I was not a fan of the NFL or the Rams when that happened. Uh, started in 2006, and as you all know, we have been terrible since 2006, abysmal. Uh, so the fact that we're rolling right now and we're four zero, it look the future looks bright. And uh, go West, young man. And my brother, look, we we talked about this earlier, and we'll let everybody go after this. We talked about Dominican Sue, right? Yeah. And I think he will want to resign. I think he. You talk about the hometown discount. I think he, a guy in, where he is in his career and still a dominant player, I think he would take a discount and stay with this team for three more years, a three-year a three year deal at like 10, uh, like 11 million a year, 12 million a year. I mean, do you think that's something that he would definitely do or consider? I, I guess, you know, there's, we'll see. We can only hope. Um, he's been a big part of this team, and I think that if you compare him next to Donald, then uh, that D-line is going to be elite for a good good few years I can here. tell you one thing. You watch him this week, they're going to be elite against a terrible freaking offensive line. They're going to destroy that team. 
All right. Well, we're going to wrap here. Uh, it's been an awesome episode. What are we, what are we wrapping? We're going to wrap the Rampage Radio Pod. We're getting out of here. Uh, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. Follow Rams Talk at Talks Ram. Got him. <laughs> Got him this time. <laughs> and uh, make sure you go subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, let's have a great week. Let's watch the Rams get it done. And uh, as always, man, stay bad and stay bougie. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.